0: all right well where has my evening gone i know where messages i don't know if you noticed i think the world's changed a little bit thursday february 24th 2022 i'm steven sirski thanks for joining me thanks for listening in to this year daily audio blog podcast i publish this Monday to friday at least i try to uh and i'll tell you Today, kind of shocking, kind of surprising. Even if you said that you're not surprised by it, the fact that it's happening makes it shocking. I'm talking about the uh, Russian incursion, invasion of Ukraine. And this isn't just peacekeeping troops to Donetsk and Luhansk. This is... uh, I've been talking to people all around the country, and they're saying they've heard explosions. So... um, Airports are gone, <laughs> or have been taken out. Uh, some military, I guess. Uh, there's better maps online that sort of show where uh, the missile strikes have happened uh, or the the bombings have happened. Uh, this is, and you know, you look at a map with Belarus to the north, uh, Crimea to the south, the uh, uh, the Black Sea to the south, and then all of Russia and Georgia to the to the east. Ukraine is all but surrounded as it is. So where did my evening go? Well, I was messaging people in the country and out of the country, uh, checking in on their families. Um, there are some people I know in Kiev. I even checked in with one of the uh, teachers I had uh, in Kiev, and she says uh, they're they're safe, but they're concerned, <laughs> uh, reasonably so. Um, and yeah, so this is kind of I've been watching the news, and it's it's weird watching the Russian news. The way that they just speak as if this is just they're carrying on as if this is the news, and you're going. This is a like th- this is a shift. This is a change. This isn't you know uh, some far off world away from things. Uh, this th- I mean Russia takes up an entire continent, uh, or at least half of one and Europe is on the other side and they're friends with people across the lake uh, that occupy another continent but Russia's friends with the other big country that's, that takes up the rest of their continent i mean this is if you wanted a world war th- this is it i mean you can call ukraine a country or not but this is a it's an it's an integ- integral country integral space between Russia and the rest of the world, it seems. I mean, this is a—it's crazy to sort of see and hear uh, what what's going on. The uh, issue is that like, even if Ukraine fights and it is able to push back the Russians this time, um, there there really can only be one outcome. It's like, what is, is Putin going to stop after this round? I mean. Uh, nah, not this. No, not at all. I mean, they could. Ukraine might get the first round, but how many rounds can they endure, right? Uh, I was sort of wondering if they might create sort of a DMZ, a DMZ, a demilitarized zone between the two countries and just agree that it's going to be war torn for the next 60 years. Um, I've heard references to Vietnam. And, you know, Vietnam was split in two up until it was 30 years after the vietnam vietnamese war so i mean could that happen again with ukraine split the country in two like i've mentioned before scary uh possible would it satiate uh the bear who knows uh very good question the other question that sort of pops up is that um Ukraine is the European theater. There might be another theater that opens up, and that would not bode well for uh, us here. And so I've uh, been—I don't want to be fear mongering because I was getting after the uh, the Americans a couple weeks ago. Uh, They were saying that you know if the Omicron virus uh, or variant broke out again, you know we're going to get locked down and this and that. And I was saying stop with the doomsday scenarios. And here I am three weeks later uh saying wondering asking you know what's the what's the backup plan (laughs) what it what would happen if things happened let's put it that way um good question no idea uh my passport's up this year i should probably renew it before things get too dicey but uh yeah uh, maybe the Chinese dream is over uh, as it stands right now um but well let's let's try to look forward to the uh, uh, the better outcome of things uh, even though yeah the messages that I've heard from people in Ukraine really don't paint a very good picture at all so what else I mean I guess this sort of turns my focus uh, there's actually a few things that sort of um Give me almost a little bit of hope. Not really, actually, to tell you the truth. I'm looking at the stock market. And there, there's a common uh, saying that you should buy when there's blood in the streets. I think Ukrainian war, uh, that's that's pretty blood in the streets-ish. And I'm looking at the charts for the uh, S&P 500. And it's in oversold territory. It bound, It hit there in january end of january and it's getting there again so usually what these things do they do it they do it twice there's a double dip typically unless of course it becomes a bear market a bear market is defined as a 20 percent decline off of its top most of us just about all of us Uh, that are anywhere if you're anywhere in your 30s to even 40s, we don't know what a bear market is because the last major bear market, uh, to happen, not even the Asian financial crisis in 1997 or the tech uh, bubble burst, I mean, we're talking the slow grind of the early 80s and in the 70s where the markets just went down. 2008 was, I mean, was kind of short in comparison. 2020 was sort of your fastest bear market resolution that you could uh, find in historical records. Uh, but uh, going back any further than that, a bear market, like a true bear market, is one that just grinds slowly down. And here you still have the optimism of people thinking, oh, well, I'll just trade. Bitcoin, I'll trade crypto. I'll trade this. I'll trade, you know, GameStop. I'll go Wall Street bets on this. There are pockets that usually uh, do can do well. Uh, I've heard bandied about. Uh, I mean, commodities can do well. That's that's one that can uh, one asset class. So, I mean, that'd be your steel, your oil, even your gold. But gold is always seen as sort of an inflationary hedge and. Um, an alternate currency. Uh, can EV materials be considered commodities now? Like you know, lithium, molybdenum, molybdenum, right? That one. What about other? I mean, coal, natural gas, all these, and uh, even foodstuffs uh, or crops. I mean, Ukraine is a huge breadbasket, and if they don't get this season, I mean. What's that going to mean for the country? What's that going to mean for Europe? What's it going to mean for the global wheat supply? Already, you see this deal made between Russia and China. Russia will sell its wheat to China. Uh, that's a it's a bit of a telltale sign right there. Uh, so most of the crops in Ukraine, I mean are are in the western part of the country, but if there's fear, are getting bombed from above. I mean, are the farmers going to go out there and work? That's a good question. Uh, who knows? All that being said, with the markets, uh, a bear market is one where there there is no more hope to make money, where it just keeps grinding down, and every time you think that you, you're going to buy the dip, you just get crushed again. Um, this move with oil. Uh, up to $100 a barrel, U.S. Uh, West Te- West Texas Intermediate. Uh, that that was sort of foreseen uh, a couple of months ago. And so getting back to some things that give me hope here is that one of the things that you can look at is the seasonal analysis of, uh, of these things. The, pro- <laughs> the problem with this is that there is a seasonal decline in the first quarter. There's always a seasonal Uh, pullback in the markets. Now how big it is depends on uh, a number of factors, Uh, but uh, February, January, seeing a pullback in the markets here isn't, I mean, this is not unusual uh, for for this time of year. It's actually perfectly normal for this time of year. Uh, Now oil usually bottoms in January maybe February, so actually, usually bottoms in de- December, but it doesn't start its actual up leg until January, meaning that it puts in a bottom in December and doesn't sort of uh, prove that it is the bottom until January. And we're seeing that again with oil rising again, like it, it flashed down in uh, December and then it's been moving up again. So. And you can say that, you know, it's the big money, it's the powers that be that know or whatever. I mean, yeah, of course, they pay sources to be there, to have their ears and their boots on the ground listening to these things, coming up with all sorts of uh, doomsday scenarios that uh, you can profit from. The question is, are you profiting from it? Are you going to put your money to to work? Are you going to make money when you know that there are bombs dropping on a country that uh, (laughs) divides russia from europe the rest of europe i mean that's what you have to do Uh, that's that's where it is right now how much money do you have to invest these can be life-changing returns that you're seeing but you got to put the money in you got to be willing to take that risk are tech stocks still going to be good investments good trades i don't know um i mean i can't see facebook disappearing Uh, at the same time i kind of wonder uh yeah will they be used again uh, as they were a couple years ago during you know the, uh, the u.s presidential election that had all sorts of information misinformation disinformation and nations of infos uh that uh, you, you know you couldn't it was very hard to keep track of everything is social media still what it was and tech companies i mean if it's social media is social media is just one part of tech what tech companies would still do very well. Now you can also say, oh wow, the American military, you gotta buy these uh, military stocks. Yeah, you could do that, are you? Are you buying them? You can buy the bank stocks, are you gonna buy those? I mean, it's all well and good to say, because I hear some people talk about this stuff. You know, and they go, wow, you, you gotta buy this. Do you? Did you? How much money did you put in? How many shares? So it's, uh, it's, it's it's one thing to say how to profit, and it's another thing to actually do it. Uh, with this crypto thing, I don't know if it's any better, any easier. Uh, I don't trade crypto, at least not yet. I'm not against it, uh, certainly not. Um, it, one of the reasons why I have yet to get into it is because uh, the platforms that run the exchanges, Canada has different restrictions for them. Uh, so, like, if you're in the states, or you're in the UK, or even Australia, you guys have different regulations uh, that than Canada does, and Canada has made it just a little bit more difficult to uh, trade these uh, these vehicles, these assets, or these um, investment vehicles, I guess you'd call them, right? Digital currencies. So, the other thing that uh, I was sort of thinking about with this uh, current debacle here in Ukraine and sort of, you know, what if, what if, just sort of not maybe doomsday scenarioing, but uh, entertaining possibilities. And this is what I get most companies would do. uh, Most governments would do it. Like just plotting out a plan B, plan C, contingency plan. So I mentioned before that I would be working on an online sort of place of work that I would be able to continue to work or earn an income without having to be physically in a place. And I think this is gonna be very important going forward, having an online uh, source of uh, business, source of work that is unaffected by time zone and is unaffected by uh, geopolitical events. Now I am basically heavily invested in the ESL industry. Uh, it's something I know. I've been in it for a long time. I don't think education is going to disappear overnight. I don't think any war is going to change that. Uh, the money's uh, the hands with money in uh, in them uh, might change, but uh, even still, I think um, there will still be needs for education. Now, how can I offer better services and products? How do you stand out? How do you find clients? I mean, that's going to be uh, the big question going forward, especially if, I mean, you're, you know, you're on the run. <laughs> not the—not on the run, but I mean, like if you're in, in transport, if you're on the move and you got to switch locations, you know, maybe you do have to uh, move all your stuff or something, right? It's uh, how do you make it work? How do you ensure it, it, it keeps on going? So this was, this actually goes into the automation that I was talking about um, that I have been talking about making that sort of website a little bit more automated, make sure that things can keep going even so, so you, you don't have to be there checking on them all the time. It's it's an idea. I know it sounds really great. It's, it's a lot more work than it, um, than it sounds like, uh, it sounds simple, but it, it, it isn't because if it was so simple, then so many more people would be doing it. Right. <laughs> And as ESL teachers, as English instructors, I think it, uh, sort of, uh, behooves us. Uh, it, uh, it's necessary for us to be entertaining this, uh, as, uh, in any, in, for any number of reasons, I mean, having an online base, uh, where you can send people, clients, uh, potential clients or customers, students to check out what you've done before and, uh, uh, get in contact with you regardless of your phone number status of uh or or things like that so it is uh something that I've been thinking about and it's just one of those you know i kind of th- I kind of think back to 2017 when I had a a disruption to my employment in China uh, that i and I, I kind of almost feel the same way as I did back then and I've noticed that my behaviors like this I was talking about anxiety before and I was talking about how I haven't been drinking it's almost like that clarity that you get, that you're like, you can't, the only thing that you can panic about is that you're not inch by inch moving forward. And it's not like a jittery panic. It's it's an urge, it's a move to make sure that you are stepping forward, that you're moving forward. And that's sort of the same thing I sort of feel this time that I'm seeing happen again Now, could this change? Who knows? Yeah, it could. I mean, I don't know. Even tomorrow, who knows? I'm going to go to bed in a couple hours, hopefully, I guess, another hour. And by the time I get up for my workout tomorrow morning, who knows what's going to have happened? Right? In that six hour period, seven hour period, a lot of things can change. But again, I mean, that, that sort of idea, that clarity of staying mentally sober, having a focus. I mean, that, that's been my goal, you know, having that focus, that drive, um, that sort of target to reach, to ensure that or at least help me ensure any sort of uh, disruption that could happen right in front of me. So, you know, we, we praise the cloud. Well, how can the cloud benefit me? How can I make things happen in the cloud if I don't get to work here? on on earth first, right? So uh, that's that's sort of what I've been thinking about uh, quite a bit. And sadly, this takes me away from reading my my books and everything. I haven't been reading very much. But I will tell you, there are two things that haven't changed given all the circumstances. Number one, I still want to learn Chinese. Number two, I still want to learn Russian. So these two languages, even though they're they can't be considered controversial I, I it's just something i want to keep on doing especially with chinese i think i'm just so close things are becoming a little bit easier you know it's it's easier to read things so i'm still going to keep on pushing ahead and i think also as a esl teacher esl instructor learning another language helps teach another language it really does cuz all the little um, epiphanies you have when you're teaching or when you're learning something and you see how other teachers do it and you're like, ugh, I want to do it that way. That's a terrible exercise. Well, why? You try it. You know, something like that. So it's good to keep the the mental uh, games going and making sure that you are, aren't just trying to be the authority, the teacher, but that you are also the student. I mean, that's what I found useful for me. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, it's been yeah, the, the evening has disappeared in messages from around the world. It's it's kind of crazy. So um, uh, I hope you guys are well, that you're staying safe. Uh, and I do also want to point out that in this whole debacle, uh, I've I got to say that it, it's not the Russian people. I've been to Russia before, and I never did publish uh, the notes I made during that trip, and I should because the sense that you get of Russia is that the Russian people are not bad they're not evil but you can see that there's a certain aggressiveness there's a certain you know in their they're fighting so much cold weather all the time that they do have this certain survival instinct Ukraine has it too but they Ukraine has never really been the aggressor in a lot of, a lot of these situations I've been to both countries. I spent time in both countries. Uh, it's, so it's this this conflict is on my mind. I, 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 it's something I, I I can't even I can't just let go, right? So, but I will let this episode go for today, uh, folks. Thanks for listening. You can head to my website stevensuraski uh, I have all the audio blogs posted up there. My podcast as well, latest episode was published last week, episode number 28, and I do have episode number 29 in the works, look for that within the next week or so, and then also given all the circumstances and all the whiff-waff and half-half and whatever taff going on, I gotta publish those albums I've been uh, working on because I want them out there, I want them out there for the record, I want you guys to be able to download them in one go, listen to them and either laugh, cry, or go, what is this guy doing? Or simply just go, eh, all right, whatever. Folks, I'll leave it there. Thanks again, stephenserski.com. Stay safe up there. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.